Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 18. And today's episode is sponsored by the Mapped Out Money Minute. So this is a second podcast that we do. It's sort of a daily show with small tips, tricks, kind of small little, uh, I don't know, what, 30 to 120 seconds or so. It's the fun size version of what we do on this podcast. That's right. That's right. So little bitty daily tips to uh, keep you motivated on your financial journey. So check that out. Mapped Out Money Minute uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. So uh, today's episode, we're doing a home buying update, which will be different than the uh, last it's one. It's got a we twist. Did. It's got a twist. <laughs> yeah, we, we thought it would be fun to start out this episode with um, the quote, planning is everything, but plans are nothing. So spoiler alert, we have changed our minds. We've changed our minds. Yep. So Hannah, tell us um, or tell everybody what, uh, what were we planning to do? Okay. The original plan that we had mapped out in our minds was to buy a duplex, to live in one side, rent out the other, kind of a house hacking situation. Um, We still wanted to keep the Airstream, but we would have this duplex as a home base. And it would be about 45 minutes outside of kind of where we have in our mind is our ideal location uh, town that we really want to be in. That's what we talked through literally two weeks ago on this podcast. And uh, now we're not doing that. So in the last episode, we said that we wanted to get an investment property before we got a personal house and that we didn't feel like we should get like a personal home straight up, not an investment property and keep the Airstream. Yep. And those are like the two key points that we've changed on. So here's what we're currently doing. And then we're going to talk through it. We are currently under contract for a single family home. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath. We're planning to do some renovations to it. That's our goal. And it's in our ideal location. I mean, literally, it's where we want to be. And, uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Unless anything falls through. Unless anything falls through, right? We're under (laughs) contract. We close in September. So, you know, there's definitely some things that could fall through in the meantime. But, you know, that's kind of the, the route that we're heading down. Now, why are we talking about it here? on this podcast. And I I think our hope is not to try and justify us changing our minds to you or to ourselves or to anyone really. Um, But it is to try and be open and just show you like, hey, guess what? Um, We're human. And even though we have a podcast that talks about money and budgeting and life and planning and all this stuff. Our um, plans change. Your plans change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we change our mind and sometimes you're going to make decisions or, you know, in our case, we didn't even make a decision. We just thought we were going to make a decision. uh, And then we ended up deciding to change that decision. And you're going to likely find yourself in similar situations. And it's our hope that by us being kind of open and honest about how we're thinking through all this stuff and changing through things, um, that maybe it'll, you know, by giving you a glimpse of the way we're thinking about it, maybe that helps you uh, think through your own decisions. Yeah, I think sometimes it's helpful to to kind of be um, that objective th- third party who gets to observe something going on with somebody else to yes. think through um, not just how you would handle that specific situation, but how you might handle other other seemingly unrelated decisions in your in your own life. 
Um, so I think we'll circle back to this point, but some of the main hangups that we've had in this whole decision-making process are the exact same hangups that we had when it came to deciding um, to change our jobs, Careers. Yep. Um, deciding to go from like traditional kind of apartment slash home living to living in the Airstream and now deciding to do the reverse. Yeah. So I think, I mean, this episode is, it's a home buying update for us, you know, to, to share with you what we're doing, but it's really more about, um, as you'll see, self-awareness and decision-making and uh, the importance of being okay, changing your mind. With that being said, kind of like you alluded to a few minutes ago, we had already planned or we had already figured out that to getting a rental that was going to work based on the investment numbers, getting a duplex that was going to work based on being a good return on our investment, we were not going to be able to do that in our ideal location. We were going to have to be like 45 minutes away from the place that we really want to be long term, that we can see ourselves kind of being and settling. And so that was fine. So we thought. We thought. <laughs> and, uh, and and then as we started exploring and finding properties that fit that description, because we did, we found some that were like, hey, these, these check all the boxes that we say that we're looking for. We had a, a series of gut checks that we're going to call them, where something just didn't feel quite right. It just didn't, I don't know, that for whatever reason, we weren't feeling compelled at all yes. to make a move. Yes, on. even though yeah. even though on paper it matched everything that we said we were planning to do. And it's funny that this is happening because um, as all this was happening, right before that, I had just started reading a book uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, which is actually a couple decades old now, um, but called Blink. And I think you I think you talked about this book in an earlier episode. Yes, too, I think you? I did. And um, the, the whole the whole book is basically around those split decisions that we make um, from our gut, those subconscious split second decisions, split second decisions that you you can't even necessarily know the logic uh, behind why you think what you're thinking or why you have uh, the reaction you're having. But um, there's something there that just says, ooh, and it, it compels you one way or the other. And the book has a, a lot of great stuff in it. Um, but I think for the purposes of, of this episode, the point I really want to make is whenever you notice that gut reaction, uh, it's important to pause and just ask why. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to listen to it, but you should take note of it. And again, that comes back to that self-awareness piece, because you have to have a certain level of self-awareness before you're going to even realize that you're having those kind of gut yes. checks. Yeah. And that's hard. And and I'm not sure how to teach self-awareness necessarily other than i mean for me I, i've gotten a lot more self-aware by you know doing personality tests and things of that nature just learning like the way that my own brain thinks well and i think i think too a big piece of it comes down to taking time to whether it's every day once a week whatever you find your cadence but taking time to just kind of sit with your thoughts and evaluate kind of what's going on in your life and yeah how are you feeling about things and are things going in the direction that you want them to? And I think it's through the habit of doing that type of of thinking and just kind of being with yourself, you know, whether that's on a walk or on a run or journaling or whatever. Um, I think there's a lot of self, I think there's a lot of self-awareness that comes from that practice. I think so too. And I think part of that practice, it like ingrains it into your subconscious. 
And so when you're presented with an opportunity uh, to do a certain thing and you're you're right on the cusp of it, when you notice that gut of like, ooh, that this is super yes or super no, that's right. like a culmination of all those subconscious like learnings leading up to that yeah. point. Or like, I thought this was going to be a super yes. I thought this would be a yes. no-brainer and it's not. And it's not. Yeah. Why? So we had a series of gut checks and and I think we want to kind of talk through each one of these gut checks and as we dug into them more, kind of what came out of them. So the first gut check that happened was that Nick was absolutely not excited about any duplex that we found that fit the rental numbers yeah. that that we were looking for. Yeah, and I, I couldn't explain at the time. Like when it when we were literally driving around looking at duplexes and stuff, I kept coming up with like, mm, I don't know. And I know I was frustrating you yeah, at the time. I kept finding stuff that I thought that Nick would be really excited about. And the important fact or point to note here is that I just love home projects. Yes. So I'm just excited about anything anything. that comes with home (laughs) projects, which I feel like that sounds like crazy to a lot of people. But when I think of a house, I'm just like in project heaven. So any duplex that was going to fit that, um, you know, description was was going to um, make my thinking a little hazy. It's like when I begged for a pet for years and years and years when I was a kid. And so my parents would get me like fish or I had mice at one point. I like that they went for mice before they would go for like a cat or a dog. But (laughs) anyways, when they finally said that I could have a cat, we went to all these animal shelters. The first one we went to, they had this litter of a few black cats and they were all mean as all get out. You couldn't touch them without them like hissing at you and clawing you. I mean, like I was clawed to pieces from trying to pet these cats, but I was desperately like, no, no, no. I love this one. Please (laughs) let me get this one because it was the first cat that I had looked at after my parents were like, okay, you can get a cat. And I was afraid like if we left without this cat, they were going to like change their mind. And then I was going to end up with no cat. So I was just like, yes, it's, it's this one. Trust me. This I is love the one. it. Yes. And they were like, we promise you're going to get a cat, but we don't think this is it. So it was kind of that same, that same kind of thing happening with the houses that we were looking at. I was so excited to like jump in and have a project. I just wanted to get you behind one of them. I could, I felt like I could get behind any of them. I just needed to get you behind one. And again, this, I mean, this, this whole episode, we're just going to be saying self-awareness, self-awareness, because that's the thing that we know about you. And that's the thing that you know about you. And for whatever reason, I was not on board. The, the idea that we had mapped out in our heads about this duplex that we knew was going to be like 45 minutes away from where we really wanted to be, but that that was okay. Eventually, maybe we'll move and then we'll later buy a single family home in that ideal location or whatever. That sounded good on paper. But the, the closer we got to it, when I really started thinking through the reality of it, I was not, I was not feeling it. And for us, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's maybe a handful of little bitty things that all culminated here or there kind of stuff that we could pick out. But I mean, really the main one was the location. Mm -hmm. And you think like being 45 minutes outside is not that big of a deal, but if you're 45 minutes away, you're not building your community in that town 45 minutes away. We've tried that before. Yeah. 
we the first year we got married, we had no money. And so we did live 45 minutes away from our ideal location, uh, from where we worked, actually, as well, because it was way cheaper. Yeah, we were too poor for Chattanooga apartments. That's right. We could not afford Chattanooga (laughs) apartments. So we lived way outside, and then we would commute in. Uh, And that was fine. We, We needed to do that then, and that was perfectly fine and what we needed. But now we're in a situation where, like, what we really want is to be in a smaller town that's walkable, that we can start building a community in, especially because like that's one thing we don't have when we're traveling full time is like a stable community. And so being 45 minutes away just didn't feel like it was getting the main reason, the main underlying value that I know I was wanting in a home. And it felt like we were putting that off for a long time. And we would have been going into it with the mindset of like, okay, well, we're going to be here for like a year and then then move to like where we actually want to be kind of thing. So it yep. still would have had this very, would have had a very temporary kind of feel community wise where we were. And even living. that wouldn't be as bad if you and I, again, knowing your own values, if you and I weren't so like intense about our home, you know, like when we first explored the physical therapy travel stuff years ago, we knew we didn't want to do it. Uh, because we thought that you, like most people did hotels or Airbnbs, uh, and they would just hop from one to one to another. And it wasn't until we got the idea of doing an RV that Mm -hmm. we could renovate and make our home that we were excited about it. And so that's kind of the same thing now. Like we were just not getting excited about spending a whole bunch of money to get a home base, right? Knowing that we're probably going to be like getting out of this in another 12 to 18 months to do whatever. Yeah, well, it would have limited what we wanted to do on the inside of it. But also, from the community perspective, it would have felt like it would have felt more like the the community involvement that we have in the Airstream. You know, like when we go out um, in little towns where we're traveling and kind of talk to different people or whatever, uh, we enjoy it. And it's awesome, but it it's very temporary, and yep. we know that. Um, and so, if we had if we had gone with this um, city forty five minutes outside of where we wanted to be, we would have been going into it and getting involved in the community with a temporary kind of mindset. Yeah, and that that really wasn't doing it for us. Yeah. Or trying to commute to this other area, which doesn't really it's, work either. Yeah. I mean, you can make it work. I'm not going to say you can't make yeah. it work, but it came down to the fact that we didn't want, we didn't want to. to do that. Yep. Yeah. So that was the first gut check. All right. The, and can kind of be summed up with that idea versus reality. Right. We had this idea as we got closer to it. We had a ooh, pause. Maybe we don't actually like maybe, the reality. Of maybe this. we don't actually want the reality of this. So the second gut check, again, came back to that self-awareness piece, and it was us realizing that things that used to either not bother us or actually excite us about travel actually were starting to feel like a burden or like they were holding us back now. So instead of feeling like we were getting all this freedom from travel, we were actually starting to feel restricted by our constant travel. Yeah. So just even over the last month and a half, we've had uh, $1,900 worth of or $1,200 worth of Airstream truck repairs. And then another like We've got like another 1900 that really kind of need to be done on the truck if we're going to tow across the country again for a while. Then there's just all the logistics of traveling. And then we've gotten a lot more serious about our health here lately. So we're trying to cook better 
eat cleaner, work out more. We're trying to do a lot of that stuff, which is, again, it's just more difficult. Like, th- this sounds somewhat trivial. Like, we've been living in a small place for a long time, and I think that's kind of the point. Two years ago, we would have said, That's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. Who cares? We have a mini fridge. We have to go shopping every other day. We have to go to the laundromat every other day because we run out of clothes and they're all stinky from working out. I was about to say, not even just running out of clothes. Like, Like, ooh. You know? The humidity. The humidity. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, you pretty much need to do laundry every day. So, you know, video and podcasting because we have to break down a set of equipment, all the stuff. You know, like just little stuff that is part of living in 180 square feet. I think especially one of the things that really started getting to me was, um, you know, when you have a day full of calls. Oh my gosh, yeah. um, And I'm like trying to work right here beside you and trying to like tune out what you're saying and your whole conversation. And so like I've either got something like music or something blaring in my ears trying to Yeah. Or I'm just trying to like get in the zone and be able to ignore it without trying to listen to music. And then we're trying to like squeeze meals in in between you being on calls. But it's not like I can be fixing food while you're on a call so that you can eat on this super short break in between because I can't start fixing food until you're done with your call. That's right. So even if I get something fixed, like we don't have time to eat it before you're back on a call. So, I mean, there's just a lot of logistical things that, again, for for three years didn't bother us yeah we were like that's okay we'll just work around it no big deal and that now have started to feel like this is starting to get really frustrating yep. and well and that it's like the the benefits of traveling full-time right the benefits of being these full-time nomadic people uh, were now not strong enough to outweigh some of the things some of these other things mm-hmm. uh, that for a long time they were and so to your point, that was that self-awareness piece of going like, okay, why is this why is this bothering me so much? Yeah. But again, it wasn't it wasn't an instantly clear no, it wasn't answer at all. because when we when we first started kind of identifying these things of like, hey, it's kind of getting frustrating that we don't have room to get kayaks because I'd really like to be able to go kayak and we just don't have room to travel with anything else. Yep. Um and gosh, it sure would be fun to have our bicycles, but we don't have room to travel with them. And, you know, we kind of started looking at ways to like add on some sort of rack to the truck or something to be able to haul bikes, but it makes everything else harder to get to. And like, I mean, we, we halfway live out of our truck truck. (laughs) and everything is already so hard to get to in there. The idea of adding anything, we just couldn't really fathom. So then we started talking about, okay, well, do we maybe need to think about getting a bigger RV? Yeah. Um, selling the Airstream, Airstream. but we didn't really get excited about that idea either because again there were those core things that we're wanting of like people being able to come visit us being involved in a community and um, having a home base that feels really stable and like like our own personal oasis you know and a new bigger rv RV wasn't going to solve solve that wasn't going to solve that and and so paying attention and noticing these things and asking why. And, it, you know, I think it's important to understand, too, this is a conversation that's been going on for at least six months at this point. Um, it's just taken a few kind of twists and turns um, with how it's going to play out. But, like— We talked about it before COVID Before hit. COVID. Yeah. It amplified when COVID yes. hit. Which yes. we've heard from a lot of our other friends who also travel. Like, we're not unique in that. Uh, no. I think I think COVID has definitely made a lot of people feel like— Long for some stability. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of rough to be uprooted and, and to— uh, 
to feel like to have a home base, you kind of need to go live in somebody's guest room. Yep. So. Yeah. So that's kind of the second gut check, right? These noticing these little bitty annoyances that used to not really be annoyances. And so then trying to figure out what's the source. What's the source. And what are possible solutions. That's right. Yeah. So with the third gut check, uh, this is the one where you laughed at me a lot. Um, where I was not excited about the uh, duplex idea as we were going to look at them. Uh, emotionally, I was very excited about a single family home. Yeah. Nick, honestly, uh, flipped the cards on me or whatever. You found this house <laughs> that you were super excited about that I I had actually looked at it. Yeah. But I was like, eh, not a duplex. Not even. I mean, I was yeah, not even considering yep. anything that was not a duplex. Nick comes to me with this house and is like, oh, my gosh, we need to go look at this. I was like, are you serious right now? I mean, like, I've, I've looked at that house. I saw that house, but that's not a duplex. Um, so, yeah, you totally. And I was like, yeah, but the location. Yeah, he was ready to buy it. He found it at like midnight, was ready to go buy it that morning. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, we didn't. That is not the house that we're under contract on. No, it's but. not. It's not. <laughs> But yeah, all of a sudden, but it got us Nick thinking differently because because again, what I did is I stepped back. We said, okay, wait a second. Why am I so excited about this? It's it's not, you know. There's this delicate balance. There's this delicate art and science with with money and with buying things, right? It's not, it's it's not all logic, where you just shun all emotion. But it's not all emotion where you just go with your impulse either. Mm-hmm. It's as delicate of like paying attention to your emotion because I was just very emotional about it. But then stepping back, and going, okay, okay, logically, why am I so excited about this? And for me, it came back to that stability, that routine. And um, we were actually on a call with uh, some friends of ours, um, uh, Nathan and, and Victoria uh, Bowler, and they um, they kind of recently um, bought a house as well and have gone through some big changes in their kind of travels and moving and stuff. And they talked about this idea of what is giving them energy uh, and what is taking away energy. And for me, travel back to kind of that second gut check travel started to feel more like a drain Mm -hmm. uh, and it was taking away my energy. Whereas the benefits of having this stability and this home and this environment and this location, yada, 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 was going to give me energy that then we could apply to all these other things that we want to accomplish in our life over the next few years. Yeah. And, you know, the, I guess the vision that we have for growing the business, the vision that we have for progressing, like, our fitness and like the way that we want to work out. Um, I'm not going to say that we couldn't achieve them still being in the in the airstream. It just felt like all of these big priorities that we have, if we stay in the airstream, it feels like we have to swim against the current yes. to achieve them. Yes. So that's like the best analogy. That's that a I perfect can... analogy. It doesn't mean you can't get down the river. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot harder. To be up the river, or down the river. I don't know. Depends don't know on which either. side the river I'm, flows. It's too late for this. I'm getting confused. Some by rivers this flow different ways. All right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're you know all, all that to say, um, it was that that third gut check of again paying attention to okay, why am I super excited about this thing? That's different, and let's lean into that for a minute and let's kind of explore that idea. I think it's important to also say we're not giving up travel completely but it's this balance of the home base with the travel so we're trying to plan to 
you know, more or less batch, right? So we're going to build this home base with the stability where we can really focus on the things that we want to do there. And then we can still go travel for a month or two at a time and hopefully um, do it while working a little bit less yeah. because we have picked up a lot more efficiency um, we don't with have our to, new setup at yeah, home. Yeah, we don't have to set up our podcasting equipment and tear it down every single time. Yes. And same with video equipment. And I mean, just, I mean, we don't have to make sure that the weather is going to cooperate with us to be able to record and um, turn our heat or air off, depending on the season, yep. to be able to record. You know, like when we record stuff, we're either sitting here sweating or freezing our butts off. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think there is a lot of, again, we're just not having to swim upstream that's to right. try to Against accomplish the current, these Whichever things. way the current flows. Yes, that's right. So those are the the three kind of gut checks that we noticed. But I want, I want to emphasize just in this third one, because I do really love that idea that Victoria brought up for us of thinking about and being self-aware enough, again, to know what's giving you energy and what's draining your energy. And that's not to say that, you know, you always cut what's draining your energy because, you know, it's sometimes life and we have to do things that drain our energy sometimes. Yep. But there are there are definitely things that, you know, they're hard work. There are a lot of effort. Like our business is yep. a great example of this. Um it's not like everything we do for the business is fun or enjoyable or that we like it. A lot of stuff that we do is boring. Um, but overall, we're very energized by yes. our business and working on it and working together on it. Um, so, yeah. So just being aware of what's giving you energy, what's taking energy away, and then figuring out, um, you know, what that means for you moving forward and how you might want to adjust things going forward. I think that's spot on. So with all that in mind kind of the next important point we want to make, especially when you are changing your mind, is even when you have those gut checks, if you notice them, you listen to them, and um, you decide you want to do something different, you may actually still try to talk yourself out of it. And we did. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have a couple of reasons we want to share with you of like, we almost talked ourselves out of making this decision and going with the original plan for somewhat silly reasons. First and foremost, like being the identity piece, which we've talked about a lot before on this podcast. Uh, and it's something that tends to come up a lot, especially I think as uh, Americans, like I think our culture, it's very easy to wrap up your identity and your work and whatever it is you do. Um, and then that for full-time RVers, it's very easy to do that. Like, so we had this sort of weird crisis of like, we've been living in an RV for three years. Yeah. Like what, half our what, marriage. What do, what do we, yeah. How, gosh, that's yeah. Half our marriage. Like, what if what if we're not are, are we not RVers anymore? Are we not like what what are we what are we? We're sticks and bricks. We're people. sticks and bricks people. Ugh. Yeah, and so you know like I, I have air streamers in my Instagram bio. What is that? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds so stupid. It does though, but but that's like that's a real thing of like man, this is like the end of an era. It feels weird. The other thing, like very frankly, you guys, is that we recorded an episode two weeks ago that we released publicly <laughs> that said we're going to do a duplex. Uh, yeah, when Nick showed me a single family home, I was like, what would we say on the podcast? And what's funny is it's not just us that thought this, okay? Like, literally, I've had three friends at this point who I've told, like, personal friends that I've told, yeah, we're buying a home, da, da, da. oh, you're getting a duplex? No, not actually. Who literally, their next word has been, 
What are you going to do about that podcast? Which objectively, when I step back and think about that, is so stupid because there there will be people who listen to us and are like, what a bunch of idiots, whatever. And it's like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's yep. okay for people to think that. But I hope the majority of people are like, oh, hey, look, they're human too. They yep. change their mind. And yep. we are human we and are. we do change our minds. Yeah. So to my friends out there, if you guys are listening, who said, what are you going to do about the podcast? Here you go. This is what we're doing about the podcast. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the third reason that we kind of tried to talk ourselves out of this was more of an internal, not so much external about the podcast, but more internal. Like we had determined this timeline for ourselves of like, we want to do this. Uh, and this is the idea that we have. This is what we're going to do. And so then now that we're not doing that, it's easy to think like, are, are we wishy-washy? Are we, you know, um, not people who follow through on what we say we're going to do? Um, do we, yeah, we even know like... We had our steps laid out. We were we were going to travel out west. Then when we came back from out west, we were going to come and start house shopping. And it was going to be for a rental property because we needed to get an income, like rental property, before we actually purchased like a personal home. Like we had all of these very... Um, Concrete kinda... steps that we had made up in our minds. Yep. And, you know, I think with some level of thought or wisdom behind it, but they didn't need to be, let's say, lines in the sand as, you know as intensely as we had drawn them. And the more we started questioning that, the more we realized that. I mean, in fact, in terms of our long-term plans, although we've changed our minds in the short term, our long-term plans have remained completely unchanged. Yep. So, you know, if you look at, Hannah and I keep a Google Doc where we have uh, sort of one, three, five, and 10 years of what we'd like our life to look like. And just a few bullet points under each one. And the further out you get, the more vague it is. But the the 10-year one is like, have a family, live in a community we really enjoy, have a few rental properties under our belt, live in a single family home that we've renovated and really love, continue investing in the market and work in our business. None of that's changed. None of that has changed. It's simply just the order in which we're pursuing that long-term plan. I don't even think anything's changed at the five-year point. I don't think it has either. Yeah. I don't think it has either. I think it's just simply like we had decided we needed to do the duplex first, then transition to the single family home. And now we're sort of flipping that. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna do a single family home, build some stability, and then we'll look seriously at investing in a rental property um, probably late next year or maybe a little later, depending on, you know, all the kinds of who knows factors. Yeah. So the other thing that I want to pull out here before we move on is that we have had these exact same dilemmas pretty much for all of the big decisions and big changes that yeah, we've all three made of these. Yeah, in our life. So, you know, I'll use I'll use like changing jobs as the as the example. But for me, especially when I decided to leave physical therapy um, to work with you, you know, I struggled with that identity piece hard. Like I'm a physical therapist. Who am I if I'm not a physical therapist anymore? Which, again, I know is silly, but still a struggle. Then that second point, um, you know, like I've already told people that this is what I'm doing. So this came into play, not just with when I decided to leave physical therapy, but that's literally what kept me on the path towards physical therapy. therapy. Because I started saying in seventh grade that I wanted to do physical therapy. And so then after that, I felt like, well, I've already told people if I change now, it looks like I'm a failure or I couldn't do it or whatever other silly thing we want to worry about people thinking about us. Um, So for that reason, I stuck with physical therapy and didn't didn't question it. Didn't look left. Didn't look right. And again, so silly. So silly. Um, 
And then, you know, third, like I've already, I've got my steps laid out. Like, why am I going to go changing these steps that I've got laid out that make sense? And again, that came into play with physical therapy. Like, I know exactly what I need to do. I'm going to pursue this and then I'm going to pursue that. And then I'll get this specialty, like, and then I'll be able to work in this setting and then whatever. Like, I've got these steps to follow. So why am I going to change it? So I just thought it was interesting that as we were going through these, it's like, wow. I mean, these are specific to like us thinking through home buying but they're these pretty general. Come up. Yeah. yeah when these you're going to change your mind. Any big decision, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and speaking of changing your mind, it's really funny. I kind of want to camp here for a second that the, you know, exact same kind of two weeks that we've been, you know, really kind of switching this a little bit. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I really like and follow for a lot of business advice, uh, just put out an hour long video. I know. All about the superpower. That is changing your mind. Gary, straight up just like looking into our souls That's this right. week and coming out with exactly what we needed to That's hear. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch it, I, I really do think it's it's really, really, really good. Um, you know, if you've never listened to Gary Vee before, you might want to put some headphones on. Uh, he definitely... Not for uh, not for little ears. He's from New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cursing. A lot. Um, but he, he has a lot of great stuff. And one of the big things that he hits on in there is like, listen, things change. Life changes, information changes, and that decision that you made previously was based on the information that you had at the time. And the information that we had at the time, we thought that we were going to do the duplex, whatever, whatever. And then as we got presented with new information, we changed. And, and I that's like okay. 2020 is the year of getting new information. Oh my gosh, yes, for <laughs> real. And, uh, you know, he, he talks, too, about, like, how changing your mind can sometimes make people think that you're wishy-washy. And back to what you said, like, if people want to think that, that's fine. But it, it really is a superpower because life changes so fast. Like you said, 2020 changes. If you can adapt and change and be agile and recognize and have self-awareness and all that stuff and then make a change, that's actually a huge benefit to you rather than always having to stick with whatever decision you made in the past. That kind of brings up an underlying point that is semi-unrelated, but I do want to just highlight because I think it comes into play here. And it's just the fact that people can think things about you and that doesn't mean that they're true. Yeah. And I I feel like that's like my mantra. I have to remind myself of that all the time. Like, you know what? It's okay if people think XYZ thing about me as long as, as long as I'm doing what I feel like I need to do. And, you know, you're you're pursuing excellence for yourself. Everybody else doesn't have to agree with the decisions you're making or, yep. you know, whatever. It's kind of kind of goes back to that whole like if you're the best juiciest peach out there, but somebody doesn't like peaches, they're not going to like you. Yep. And that's OK. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Just because they don't like you, it doesn't make you a bad peach. Well, and, you know, people didn't like uh, Laird Hamilton. And he changed his mind a whole lot, too. Yeah, that was one of the things that we loved about In that documentary, yeah. Yep. He didn't romanticize um, the way things were done in the past or, you know, whatever. He was constantly willing to adapt and change and try new things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And I, I like that word. Like, I think we can really get caught up romanticizing our past decisions or romanticizing our past ideas when it's that we need to recognize that it actually we need to change. The other thing you've said a lot, which uh, I want to make sure we hit on with this idea of changing your mind, is when you allow yourself to question everything and question previous decisions and actually change your mind, and it works out, 
like it has for you with the change from physical therapy, like it has for both of us with a change from an RV or from an apartment into an RV and other big shifts. When we've allowed ourselves to do that and it works, that gives us a lot more confidence to then change the next time. And so we're not nearly as scared when we make another big shift mm -hmm. because we recognize that this is part of life. So we've talked a lot about the gut checks. We've talked about reasons why we almost didn't do this. We've talked about the importance of being able to change your mind. You know, and, and I think it's important to say, like, why are we doing this? Because we want to. I mm -hmm. mean, like, like that's no what it comes down to, right? <laughs> it's straight up what we want to do. That's what we want to do. Yeah. And we've, we've outlined it. We've looked at our underlying values. And this is what we want to do. So to kind of wrap this up, what I want to talk about is how are we able to do this? And to me, it goes back to what we ended the previous episode on about how discipline equals freedom, right? Mm -hmm. That that line from uh, Jocko Willing's book and recognizing that, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with our credit score and how all that works, like we've talked about a hundred times about budgeting, like we've talked about a hundred times about knowing your core values and the things you want in life and where you want to go in the next few years. When you're disciplined in all that stuff, you then have the freedom to be able to make those changes and make those pivots. Because we have all this other stuff lined up that we've been disciplined about for years, when it has come time to make this shift or this change, that's what's allowed us to be able to do that. And the other one that I want to highlight that maybe isn't as obvious is if you're married, if you're diligent in communicating with each other and just talking regularly and, you know, you talk about um, the, the culture of dreaming and dreaming together and all that stuff, it's not such a leap to get on the same page. So it's like throughout this whole process, it's not like we were perfectly in sync the whole time, but we practice communicating a lot and we talk to each other all the time. And so as one of us is kind of changing the way we're thinking about something, we're communicating that with the other person and getting their perspective on it. And either they're kind of kind of coming over to where we are or maybe we're we're swinging back to like, oh, OK, I, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that wrong or whatever. You know, we're we're making those um, changes of directions together and it's not like one person way over here to the to the right and one person way over here to the left and you can't find the middle ground yeah and i think i think that's so perfect to hit on because i, I think to certainly to a couple of our friends who we've told this to and then i think even to maybe the pot like some of you listening you you may be blindsided by this and go like this sounds totally different than what you guys said a couple of weeks ago um but to me and you it actually doesn't feel like that big of a shift. Yeah. Well, I think it seems really fast from the outside. And it's like, to us, it almost feels slow because yep. like we've had so many conversations about it. And I mean, it feels like we've really beat a dead horse, like going through all these different scenarios and all these different options and what we want and all this stuff just over and over and over again and di changing out little different variables. Well, what if we did this? Well, what if we did that? Would it change how we felt about this? And, you know, what if this wasn't happening? Would it change our how we felt? And would we want to do something different? And, you know, just all the what ifs. And for years, we've talked about what sort of house we would want, what mm -hmm. sort of community we would want that house to be in, mm -hmm. uh, and, and all those sorts of things. And so now it's just like, okay, hey, like the time is here. We're buying a home. All these things that we've talked about for years, now we just need to plug and play. And so while it does seem maybe fast to the outside, 
to me and you because we have such open lines of communication around all this stuff, it doesn't doesn't fill that quick. Yeah, it feels like, hey, all these things that we've talked about, like everything's kind of clicking into yes. place. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think it's important to recognize that, you know what, hey, um, we might buy this house and we might decide to change our mind later. And if we do, we'll approach that bridge when we get there, you know? And I, I think that does bring up a point um, that we'll continue to do little updates on things that we feel like will be helpful as we go through this process. Um, but right now, one of our mindset things um you know, you alluded to the fact that we're going to be doing some renovations on this house. Yes. We're trying to come at things, A, making them a, a very usable space for us and something that we're going to enjoy, but also trying to maintain our flexibility by doing renovations that add value to the house. Yes. So that we're forcing equity in the house and putting ourselves in a better position to sell it down the road if we choose to do if so. If we choose to. Yeah. Now going into it, We're not planning to sell this anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we're trying to do things in a way that keep our keep our flexibility options open. Yeah. Yes. I think you're you're spot on. With that in mind, I I think that kind of wraps it up. Hopefully that's a helpful home update for you guys. Um, before we go though, of course, we've We've got to talk about stuff we like. So today in stuff we like, um, we're gonna talk about Young House Love. Very on topic. Very on topic. So we have been uh, binging some Young House Love podcast episodes. And um, if you're familiar with them at all, they have a blog and a podcast and they talk about home updates and remodeling. And uh, they used to have some duplexes and uh, they fixed them up and rented them out. And then they ended up selling them and moving to Florida and bought a beach home. And now they been... only had one duplex. Oh, but... they had one? Okay. Yeah. But they had like multiple single multiple family homes. That's right. They had yeah. a couple of rentals. And so they sold them all and moved to Florida. And then they bought a home there and they've been renovating it. And, and like doing big time downsized. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge downsize. So yeah. it's been really fun to listen to them talk about the renovations they're doing, to talk about um, why they're doing certain renovations, the way they think about their renovations that they're but doing. And one of their earlier episodes that I listened to, because we are very late to the game on Young Yeah, House they've Love. been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, they she she talked about how she was like when we buy a house we buy it and then change the crap out of it so like when somebody buys a house from us we hope that they'll change the crap out of it yeah we're not offended Um, if you like don't like whatever we had when she said like we buy houses and then change the crap out of them i was like these are our people these are us like that is one thousand percent what we did with the airstream that is one thousand percent what we wanted to do with the house we looked at houses in our budget that really wouldn't have needed anything they you know somebody else had gotten them and made them into what they wanted them to be and nick and i were like oh this is nice but we're just not excited i don't know (laughs) well and part of that is part of that is we enjoy the process of changing something and making it us and so with the house we're currently under contract with it legitimately needs some stuff yeah that was the other thing that sherry said that i loved she was talking about um she was out walking with one of her friends and they went by this house where they were doing a renovation and it had the big dumpster outside and she was like oh my gosh just looking at that dumpster gets gets me excited she was like it just (laughs) it just looks like possibilities to me and her friend was like oh my gosh you're crazy because most people when they're doing like a renovation project or anything like they just want it to be done as quickly as possible Like it's a pain. It uproots your your routine and whatever. 
and uh, I I feel very much like Sherry. I'm like, oh, ooh, no. the possibilities. You're like a kid in a candy shop oh, with man. this thing. Yes, I'm like so excited. So. so yeah, we've been really enjoying their podcast. So if you like home stuff, if you like remodels, if you I don't know, if you like anything in that whole realm, you'd probably like their stuff a lot. And uh, if we uh, if we get in the middle of our remodel and. It's driving me crazy. People can remind me like, no, no, no. No, You, you said, said it's, you it's all possibilities. That's you right. love this. <laughs> That's right. So check them out. Young House Love. We're big fans. All right. So to kind of wrap up this episode, I think the three things we really hope that you walk away with is, first off, it's okay to change your mind. Life changes. Plans change. You'll get presented with new information. And you may want to change your mind. And that's okay. And it's not just us who says so. It's Gary Vee. That's right. Second, uh, when your gut is telling you something, pay attention to it. It doesn't mean you always have to go with your gut. Sometimes your gut can be misleading, but you should at least pause and ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? And try to explore that sort of underlying feeling. And then third is same thing we talked about on the last episode, discipline equals freedom. When you get your finances in order, when you get that stuff locked in, when you're disciplined in these ways, it's going to give you a lot of freedom to change your mind more easily down the road. And to make pivots when you to want to. And to make pivots when you want to. Yeah. So that's uh, our home update. We really appreciate you all listening. Um, would love to hear any feedback that you have on this would podcast. We? I would. <laughs> I would. You can email me, nick at mappedoutmoney.com. You can tell me that we're idiots or you can tell us that it's helpful for you. Both. I'll accept either or. And Nick will tell me about the ones that say And I'll helpful. tell you about the nice ones. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>